What's going on and welcome to another episode of the While We're Young Podcast. My name is Tyler Smith. I'm 19 years old. I'm your host here. Uh, if you're new to the While We're Young Podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, the While We're Young Podcast aspires to inspire the younger generation to live uh, a mature um, and a uh, developed uh, relationship with Christ through uh, discussions, through uh, Bible discussions and uh, interviews with people. And today we actually have a really, really special guest. Uh, we have Zach Paradise. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, Zach, man, thank you for being on here. Zach Paradise is uh, one of my recently, maybe about a year I found him out. Uh, you, you've been like one of my really highly respected uh, artists uh, that, you know, I have those artists that, you know, not necessarily are big time, but they're just, just really, really good and like mm-hmm. solid. And you've been one of those guys that I've That's followed. Cool. And uh, yeah, man, what's up? Tell me, tell me a little about yourself. Where, where are you from? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, my name is Zach Paradise. Zach Thank Paradise. you for actually <laughs> pronouncing it right. Yeah, <laughs> actually, funny story, at the end. funny story. I, I, I made sure before the podcast, like, it's Paradise, right? <laughs> yeah, I started <laughs> putting it in my bio for all my social media. Like, hey, guys, it's, it's pronounced Paradise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am uh, living in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a, a musical artist, producer, uh, singer, songwriter. Um, and... Yeah, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, actually. So I made the transition about five years ago, moved from Cleveland. Uh, I got an internship with a record label down here and moved down here. I was doing a lot of audio engineering work. Um, Reach Records? Reach Records, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is really cool for me. I was a big fan of their music uh, growing up. Uh, And I needed an internship to graduate from the community college. I went to a community college, just a two-year school. that had a focus in audio engineering, at least my program did, obviously. Right. Um, but I sent out my resume to a bunch of different uh, places up in Cleveland. None of them got back. Reach was the only one that got back to me. Yeah. So I moved down here in uh, 2015, summer of 2015. Um, wow. And then they offered me a job at the end of the internship. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm <laughs> staying down here. Um, how did it how did it feel, man? Like I, you said you listened to him ever since you were a kid. I've been listening to Reach Record artists ever since like eighth grade. How did it feel, bro? Yeah. Just like Oh, it was super cool. It was uh yeah. it was weird. It was a lot of different things. It was like yeah. exciting, it was definitely intimidating. Um, but it was like like Lecrae was one of my favorites in the very first sure. year of the internship. I was uh working uh with my then boss whose name is Biz, Jacob Morris. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And we were in the studio and Lecrae just walked in. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, this is good. <laughs> oh, like, hey. Yeah, like, um, but it was, it was a really great summer. Like, I got to meet all the guys on the label. Um, worked a lot with Tadashi, who's, like, he's just such a great mm-hmm. dude. Uh, got to meet Trip, And the funny thing is, is yeah. Tripp later uh, started pastoring a church. Or, right. like, he pastored a church that I went to. So it, it was wow. cool. It was a lot That's of crazy. people that I was... Uh, a fan of just became like involved in in just, normal life and i got to work with them and all man, kinds of stuff so that is yeah, dude, that's great. a dream bro that's a dream like to meet those people yeah, yeah. what yeah. what made you what made you come down to, i mean of course you said you didn't get anywhere else up there in uh, yeah. cleveland but uh did reach records stick out to you for some reason like why did it well it was it's actually funny because one of my one of my best friends um knew, he knew that i needed an internship for the program um and he was just like their technical deadline for even submitting resumes and stuff by the time i submitted it was passed right um but he was like he's like 
there's no like we had been fans we had gone to concerts together and he was like you might as well submit and see what happens right. and i did um it was mainly i wanted to work with them because i like their music and i like their artists but it was just kind of like might as well try it because i i really had no expectations i thought i was going to get um and I was hoping to get just a local um, studio internship and be a like a tracking engineer. So were you kind of uh, into music before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, me and that same friend, actually, his name is Zach as well. So Zach Lander and then my good friend, uh, Joey Libertor, mm. we were um, in a band in high school. Nothing serious, but we had right. a blast doing it. Um, so drums, right? I, I hear that you're a drum. drum. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. you did your research. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you didn't listen to any of those songs. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I went to one of your YouTube, uh, this is me kind of thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was it was about, I think it was Holby, uh, Ready or Not. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready or yeah, Not. Yeah, yeah, We did the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh -huh. My friend uh, Seth Karp did that video. He killed right. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was the, I was the, um, drummer for that band i didn't sing at all and it's funny because now singing is the main thing i do but um right. yeah we i i got into that my family i also come from a big family and my mom and dad are both like musical and always listening to music growing up um yeah my dad is also a drummer so when i first wanted to start playing drums um there was a drum set at the house right. and so just like <laughs> <laughs> go down there in the basement is it the typical like you banging on the drums and your parents come in and tell you to be quiet kind of thing I, well i was just gonna say i was like shout out to my family yeah for like letting me play the yeah. drums. <laughs> so loud and, yeah. and um i started taking lessons after the interest became like more serious mm -hmm. and i mean i would be practicing for an hour every day yeah. And I'm just thinking like one of my sisters said she got to a point where she could just like ignore it and take a nap while I was playing. I was like, wow. That's <laughs> you get that skill. <laughs> yeah, that's very Re repetition for that, you know. Condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you cry long enough, you can nap through anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that the love for music and stuff had always kind of be, mm -hmm. been with me. And I also, I um, have always really loved um like reading and writing and I actually yeah. I feel like college kind of made me like reading less really um, no shade <laughs> on college but it's just like when you have to read textbook after textbook after textbook right. suddenly yeah. the joy is is yeah. not as prevalent <laughs> as um but I had a I had a really uh big fondness for words and like poetry and stuff like that too so yeah. um even when I was in the band, I w we would all write it together and I would really enjoy writing. But then one of the, one of my, my friend Joey would be the one who actually sang it. So, um, yeah. Uh, and I got, I'm trying to think of the transition, what actually happened from me just drumming to actually making music. And I think it was me and my brother got a, um, MacBook. Yeah. On the old, I think it was like the 2012 version yeah. <laughs> and it had garage band on it. And mm -hmm. I, like, I just started doing stuff. Like I got making kinda, beats. Did you get like a yeah. beat or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like never had any vocals to them for the longest time. But yeah. for like three years, it was just like it was just so much fun. Like just making was, music, bro. Being creative. Like exactly. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had like the most basic setup. Had this old keyboard. Let me let me show you this. I got. Oh, what do you got? I've actually been wanting to try some music, and I got this. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arturia. That's a good I don't one. I know how to say it. Arturia. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, my uh, I've been looking at that brand of keyboard. Yeah. There's current. that one. There's like 
four hundred bucks. That's really cool. I, I forgot which one it is, but yeah, it's like some the, of those are beady one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but when it's, you know, it's when it becomes a synth as well that the price goes up. Or it's yeah. just the controller; it's a little cheaper. Well, so you're kind of in the hip hop beats and the pop beats, and, and mm-hmm. what kind of genre do you say you're in? Singer songwriter, I've, I've kind of I've heard right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably the more broad, overarching genre is just pop. I feel like that is the yeah. umbrella that captures a lot of stuff. Um, what made you not my, choose hip hop? Is just you? Hip hop's not you? Is that, uh, that kind of? No. So I actually working at Reach made me feel like. I would rather be making beats because I I love hip hop. It's probably yeah. I, the two main genres I listen to are like like singer songwriter, like almost like folky kind of stuff, and then hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like I want to exist in the hip hop space, and the way that feels the most natural and the best for me is uh, just being a producer in it, which I like. Right. Doesn't feel like You've been um, going off in that hey, in that genre, bro. Well, look, let me tell you. So as I said before the podcast, I was looking like into some of the, the works that you've been doing and uh, that you've been engineering. And the one album that I saw that you had like your hand in was one of the albums that changed my life. That was All Things Work Together with Lecrae. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, were you with that whole process? Like with the whole? Oh, album? yeah. Yeah. So um, in, a, in a capacity, I was um, so I worked I was on staff with Reach for about three and a half years um, before I went freelance. Um, and that was. I first got hired, Lecrae was working on Church Close 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so All Things Work Together was like a year or so into when I was hired, roughly. Right. I, I, the details are kind of hazy, but yeah. So we took um, uh, a, a trip to LA that was like two weeks long. That was just so many sessions. Right. Like there's writers coming in and out all day um, yeah. making stuff for him. Um, and then afterwards, like whether it was tracking his verses, uh, my, my old boss biz tends to do most of the tracking for, um, Lecrae's verses right. and stuff. Um, but I did do, I did do a bit of tracking for him personally, but mainly what I was doing is I was just, I was recording a bunch of songwriters as mm-hmm. they came in and, and like setting up the room. If producers came in and made beats for him, right. I would make sure they had what they needed. And then, um, yeah, so I was, I was, uh, definitely involved in that one that was a long process that like, yeah from start to finish i think that was about a two-year process because they did wow. they had some stuff from i think before i was even involved um and then yeah it was, it was so <laughs> i i looked at all these look like some of the, my favorite albums your hand has been in like broken mm. heart by holby coming in uh last yeah. year awesome hey. uh final draft bro you you're in there with Jalen Ashan. yeah for Sean, sure. right? Jalen yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't mispronounce his last name. I, I've been vibing him like Summertime Love. That's one uh, my yeah. favorite, favorite yeah. songs, bro. And then, yeah, uh, no, that's a good one. You're in some of Pleasant Hill, like you've been helping out with What Up RG, and uh, yeah. and then you recently remixed a song for Crowder, right? That, that I was, did, yeah, 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 yeah. How did that process yeah, and, go um, with Crowder? Nice like this. Yeah, did did you? He just hits you up and say, hey, remix me a song or? So that was actually, that was through, again, Biz. I'm probably going to bring him up a lot. Um, yeah. Well, he's, he, dude, he's a monster. I, I hear he's on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he's just great. Like, it feels like, it feels like Biz knows everybody. Right. So, um, he was, um, he had already known Crowder for years at this point. But um, how I met Crowder was through Biz because Biz was helping him install his home studio. Um <laughs> And so I went over to help Biz with some of the install. Right. Um, met him there. Um, 
And then um, Biz made the introduction and was like, yeah, he produces, he does all this stuff. So shout out Biz. He, he's the one who really right. made the connection and put the idea. And then Crowder was just like, well, let's just try something. So he sent yeah. me files and I um, remixed that one for him. So Man, that's, dude, that's awesome. Crowder, yeah, bro. That's, yeah. So let's talk about your music a little bit. Okay. I want to get yeah, into that. Um, so on your Spotify, it says that your mission is to make music that makes people feel less alone in this crazy, weird, big world. Welcome. Mm. And I feel like you do a really good job at doing that because mm. the first song that I really listened to from y'all, um, I believe it was parking lot with Abe Parker. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Parking yeah. Lot. That's the first song. But the thing was every single song that like I really love by you has been a perfect song for the emotions that i was at at that time loving that because like parking lot i don't know your experience with it or your backstory behind it if you're just singing about because you know it's, it's you can sing you know what you know what i'm saying sure sure it doesn't have to be a true verbatim story yeah. Yeah. but like it was a true story for me like reminiscing oh, on a past relationship and involving a parking lot it's like crazy like i was like what <laughs> this is like a crazy i mean that kind of inspiration or y'all were, were y'all just kind so of just so it was it was based on true emotions that we felt but not the exact details like yeah. i don't think either of us had uh, a literal experience of being in a parking lot and kind of like feeling right. that, like a relationship not not working out yeah. like that but we both definitely felt that emotion of wanting a relationship to work out and just like rejection or like mm-hmm. somebody moving on like moving yeah in sometimes physically like away yeah. all this stuff yeah. just still being hung up on that girl mm-hmm. that got away yeah, yeah. man I, and it, like dude i promise you the lyrics are like straight up with my situation i was like yo what i was like what the heck man like that's, that's just why crazy. it speaks bro like that man yeah Nate parker i listen to some of his music he's he sounds like a really good guy and he's a great oh uh, yeah no um, he's though he's a good friend I think the second song that that really hit me from you was actually you were featured on it was Higher. Man, that's a bop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody that can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the one. Yeah, sing it, man. Uh, yes, sir, dude. That was a bop. And how how did you and Holby kind of get together? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Holby's like, like you mentioned, Broken Heart earlier. Broken Heart was made basically in its entirety, not a hundred percent, but a lot of it was made in this room that i'm wow in right now this is just i have a very basic uh bedroom studio set up so nothing <laughs> hey, I do too. it's kind of like just a desk and lights so. yeah yeah <laughs> but um holby and i connected over instagram in 2018 um he actually had a manager at the time who hit me up and was like hey listen to my artist's songs so he sent me a couple links um and i liked it i was still um on staff with reach at that point Right. And um, he had sent, the manager had also sent those same songs to the A&R at Reach, Ace Harris. And we had kind of both talked about him like, hey, this dude's actually like pretty good. And Ace was like, yeah, you should actually work with him. So that beat, um, Higher, is Ace's beat because Ace is a producer as well. Yeah. Um, so got connected directly to Holby. Holby sent me the beat. He's like, I know you know Ace. This is Ace's beat. This is what I'm kind of thinking. He gave me like a general um overview of the topic right. he wanted to cover right. and that was the first hire was the first thing that we ever worked on and we've worked on like a lot of stuff at this right. point um i kind of i just let him come here and we we recorded i gave him he because he he lives like six hours 
he's from like six hours south of Atlanta, southeast right. of uh, Brunswick, Georgia. But yeah. he had just moved to the Atlanta area, not Atlanta yeah. itself, nearby um, the beginning of 2019. And once mm-hmm. that happened, Hire had already be, been started, but we hadn't finished it yet. Um, but he started coming over on a weekly basis. And at least one day a week, we'd write, we'd produce from scratch. He's really involved in the production, um, which is I think is dope because we were able to kind of intentionally craft a sound for Broken Heart. Like he came in with the vision. He's like, I want to mix trap and worship music. Um, yeah, bro. So, yeah, anyway, Hire, Hire was our first introduction. And it's cool because, like, I don't think I realized how much people liked it. And that's just a good feeling, like not connecting with people and um, all that because it it was made so long ago. Like it was already a year and a half old, I believe, by the time it came out. So it's just like you just lose some of like the initial feeling about the song when it's been that long. (laughs) It's cool to put it out and be like, oh, people do like this. Okay, Um, cool. So, yeah. Dude, I remember also he, he was saying that you helped him find his voice as well. That that's something I remember giving you shout out in one of his posts. Yeah. Ago. And yeah, because we I mean there was just there was just a lot of time spent with me and Holby in this room. And then when he when he got assigned to reach, we'd do sessions up there as well. Um it was really just giving him like time and a space to develop his voice because I would give him direction and I would just tell him what I liked about his voice. Like he would do something either as a joke or right. like he would just try something weird and I'd be like, Oh, that was actually really cool. And he'd be like, yeah. that is actually really cool. And then we just do more <laughs> of that. So we started yeah, leaning kind of like the raspy side of his voice. He yeah. started with a lot more singing too right. when he came here, which I think that's one of the like most unique mm-hmm. parts of his voice. Right. Um, so yeah, we, I think there was definitely some uh, like, I think all of that is just things. evident to what you do as you're important, like you said, you want to be in the CHH, you know, the, the hip hop, uh, the the space. But what you do, yeah, it's been so important to these artists and your hand has been so much in it. And people don't realize, all right, we see all these big names, but like people like you, you know, not to say that these artists couldn't necessarily do it, but they can't, sure. you know, you know. Yeah. I would honestly say like most of the stuff that has been put out probably would have been completely different if it weren't for a little bit of your ideas and a little bit of your insight and your engineering. And like, yeah, it's crazy to think about that you have so much impact on yeah. all of this music that comes out. And yeah. you know, that's why I respect you. Cause you're just all well-rounded and you're just like, um, you've made a big impact on the CHH genre, you and so many other, these behind the scenes engineers and, and, and influences to these artists. Yeah. And I think that's so important, you know, that, um, people realize that as well. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Man. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with people like people like my old boss biz. Um, yeah. the, the engineer who is now at reach, um, like Connor back, um, all these different people who are just voices in the room also handling all the, handling all the technical side, which like a lot of artists don't even like right. up and coming artists don't even realize all the stuff that goes into it, but it's like, um, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely matters. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you saying all that. Let's let's get to the let's get to the um what do you call it? The big boy. I don't know. Let's talk about pain you bring. Pain Ooh. you bring, man. Um mm-hmm. again, this song came in a point in my life. And you know, going not going into details, I, I just got a relationship. And yeah. I would you know, in that mindset, and I, I, I believe there's there comes a point where everyone that goes in and out of relationships kind of feels like 
as if, um, you know, everyone wants a relationship. Everyone wants to be loved. Yeah. yeah. But everyone doesn't realize how dangerous, how dangerous it is. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about pain you bring, the inspiration behind it. What, yeah. what you tell me about it. Um, pain you bring just felt like, for me, a uh, like my soul just dumping out <laughs> that was um i had the melody for that chorus for a long time because it just felt really it just felt good to sing like it was just fun to sing yeah um and then uh I, my friend igami um actually played that guitar a long time ago and i had this guitar loop just sitting Cause I, I, we had made it together and then I felt like I just, I don't know why it took so long to write it, but it was just sitting. And one day I finally was just like, man, it wasn't even, it was definitely specific details from specific relationships, but it was also just like this general feeling that I had where I was like, what if I was just so honest and like, didn't have this like bravado that's like, I'm going to fight for you, girl. I'm going to make this, like, <laughs> we're going to go all the way. It's going to be great. Like, like, <laughs> um, it was just like, you know what? Like, honestly, I don't want to work harder for this. Like, um, I wish I could be stronger, but, and maybe I'll miss out on a good thing, but like, I'm scared by this. Like, yeah. Um, like it takes one, uh, heartbreak for you to realize like, okay, yeah, this, this is kind of a higher risk situation. Yeah. Like, um, commitment. So what, what do you say in your song? Commitment is, I don't know. You said something about a commitment. I forgot. So I've been waiting for the making of promises because me breaking commitments means more breaking, but the kind of starts behind your ribs. Mm. Um, mm. And that was just, it's like, I could get into a, like this, I could get into like a relationship and I could try really hard. Or it's like, at this point, maybe I just don't commit at all. Maybe I just kind of chill. Maybe I'm just single for a while and don't. Dude, and that's what spoke no. to me, man. Cause yeah. like I was in this transition of like, I like, I want relationship. That's me. Yeah. I, I love, I love having a companion in life. Like that's yeah. me, but it's just like, it's so dangerous, you know, Yeah. because a relationship only goes to a breakup or marriage, you know, Yeah. honestly, it, yeah. it's either way. And that's scary. And yeah. <laughs> the, the one quote, and I actually, it may feel sappy, but like I was listened, like I listened to the song and it's like, mm, and that last line that says, um, I don't want to work hard to break my own heart. And that's like mm -hmm. the one line. And I actually put it as my wallpaper for like Oof. two weeks, bro. I put Oof. it in the wallpaper yeah. and that's, and it gave me this peace to know that for me, it was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so like, uptight and so stressed out about finding a relationship mm. i shouldn't work like i shouldn't work hard to find it that that was kind of what i took from it like i don't want to work hard to find it i just want it to happen i, I want i feel like relationships yes you gotta put out effort you gotta do all this kind of stuff yeah but there comes a point where if it's hurting you and and it's it's takes so much out of you and you're not getting anything back it, it, you know what i'm saying it's just like yeah it's, is that even a, a good, healthy thing for you to be pursuing at that point? And man, it spoke to me at the right time in the right place. And, um, you know, it's still ringing true to me now because, you know, I'm not, and that goes even to being, you know, wanting to get in a relationship, like yeah. take it slow. Like don't, don't, 
don't break don't work so hard just to break your heart in the end yeah. like figure it out man like yeah no I think a lot of people can take from that yeah no it's um i think uh like especially as far as music is concerned when we're talking about love it's either like this is the best feeling ever or like on the opposite side like you broke my heart like how mm-hmm. like, you're a terrible person yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and i wanted one that was like in the middle of like obviously i wouldn't even be writing the song period if i didn't want a relationship right but at the same time like i'm jaded by this like i don't yeah. i don't believe like uh i had there's there's one line in the first verse that says um trying to keep my hopes but not romanticize love and mm-hmm. i felt like that was such a big thing for me i was like i feel like love itself has been romanticized past what it even means in real life like um fairy tales aren't real yeah. and i don't think you even want them to be real like right you know so well, i even say that it maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum love has been such a label because mm. i feel like i feel like so many people are just focused on the label of being in a relationship that it's not you know like okay you're my boyfriend you're my girlfriend you know, mm-hmm. now I'm secure and that's not yeah. it. And, uh, there's been some warning signs that I've seen with people where they like, they'll start a new relationship and they're like, can't believe I'm a girlfriend or can't believe I'm a boyfriend. I'm just like, Oh, I feel like that yeah. might be indicative that you kind of just wanted this just to have this. Like, do you like this person or did you just Honestly, want to be in a relationship? I hate the whole talking stage and all that kind of, I just want to like, I want to find me a best friend. You know, that's, that's you what, know? and I, I feel like that that's how it is. Like don't force, don't force a relationship with someone that you don't, that you know, like in your heart, you know, "Ah, I don't know. This ain't right forever, forever. But like, don't work so hard on that and don't work so hard in just working on something that you know is not right. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think there's a, like, just what people have told me is like, you know, after a while, the infatuation stage goes down, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, the like butterflies and all that stuff go away. So it's like at the end of the day, when all that is gone, is this person still, like you said, your best friend? Like, are they a companion? Are they yeah. who you actually are cool with just chilling and doing nothing with? Like, are they mm-hmm. like, think of the things that we value in like a best friend of the same gender. Like, do we, yeah. like in a way, do we have that same just relational like comfort and ease and that with who you want to date and it's facts bro look i appreciate i appreciate you making that song because even if even if it just inspired me Mm. you you did something because it grew me and matured me in 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 an area of my life that i needed Mm. and so man just take hold of that bro yeah that is like super encouraging to hear that's like that's a literal thought that uh i'll have is like Honestly, I don't know if this song is any good because you wrestle with insecurity for sure, put music out. Right. But it's like if 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 one person hears this and feels it and relates to it, then it's like at least like I know my bio says I'm trying to make you feel less alone, but it almost makes me feel less alone too. So it's yeah. like, one person likes this, yeah, and I'll feel <laughs> less <laughs> less on my own yeah. out here. Mm-hmm. All right, we talked about your journey, your musical journey, uh, a good bit. I kind of want to talk about your faith. I want to kind of talk yeah. about um, your come up as in your faith. Like what, tell me a little bit about maybe a little bit of your testimony, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I honestly feel like my testimony is still developing, but 
And yeah, I think long, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, um, I was born and raised in a Christian home. I grew up going to church. Um, like I said, I was a fan of Reach's music. Like I was, right. I was pretty aware of Christian, uh, like uh, popular artists, different stuff like that. And I like really genuinely wanted it. But I think when I was younger, there's just certain things that I didn't know or didn't fully take the time to process. Um, and excuse me, yeah. um, getting the chance to intern at Reach was actually like a really valuable, but kind of like difficult time for me just because I was 19 when I got hired. And so I think there was an aspect of me. It was the first time I had moved out from my parents' house. Um, and I was, um, just experiencing a lot of new things all at once. Um, and I really respected the, uh, people at reach the artists and even the people just on staff, you know? Um, and I think things always look different from the outside than they do when you're actually in it. And so I was, and it's, it's no shade on anybody at reach, but it's like, you, you do realize like the, the parts of people that are more human. And I think I saw things that I thought that were less than ideal and got bitter about them. And I was putting people up to higher standards than they should be held. And that was like, it took me kind of a long time to wrestle through things just because it was like, like I did a, um, I did an EP with um, my friend Igami actually at the beginning of this year. And it was, a lot of it was based on that like time in my life. Cause I feel like I just recently came out of it. Um, to a, cause I mean, to be honest, bro, it was like, it, it felt like an identity crisis in a, in a, in a way, because I think I was just reassessing things mm. that I assumed to be true. Right. but I hadn't done as much deep digging and I hadn't low key like, thought reach records was heaven. But with any, <laughs> with anything, like if you go to a church, it's not heaven. Like, yeah, exactly. Church is not a place for the righteous it's a place for the sinners. You know, that, yeah. that's anywhere. And yeah. You know. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause I got to see, like, um, I came in with different expectations of how, um, reach would operate as a company. And, um, seeing how they actually operated was actually really encouraging to me because I was like, these are genuine Christ followers trying to do their best right. to influence the world. It was just different than what I thought it was going right. to be. Um, so like came out with actually a more genuine respect for all the people there. Right. Um, it was really good for me, but it just, it, it spurred uncomfortable, but really necessary growth for me to where I had to actually evaluate my life. Like, right. what do I actually believe about this? What is the, what does the Bible actually say about, um, things like who do I, the big question was like, who do I think God is? Who do I know God to be? Uh, And I had a lot of perceptions of God that were based, I think on other people and what other people had told me about God Mm -hmm. rather, whether that was, um, whether that was my parents, whether that was people in my church growing up, um, whether it was like Christian people on the radio, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, and it pointed me to, to God himself, like, no, you need to spend time pursuing God in the morning, like realizing that God wants that relationship with you. Dig deep. Like I, um, I started doing um, more intentional, like journaling and prayer journaling in the morning and just being really honest and vocal with God. Like I was really encouraged by reading the Psalms and how yeah. honest David was with where he was at. Like he would be like, he would, he would straight up be like, God, I feel like you abandoned me. 
um, what you're doing doesn't make sense. I see the wicked prospering and I'm trying to do right and I'm failing. Like, what is up? Um, and I was very raw and honest with God. Um, and I think he used that as a, a grace to me because once I was honest, I think I felt a need to also be a little more silent. Like, okay, you said what you need to say. Now fall back, realize that um, you are not God. Right. Uh, God has his own way. Um, I feel like I'm getting into a little bit of attention, but it's also, this is no. something that I'm starting to feel passionate about. So um, go ahead, bro. But I had, I just had a lot of questions about um, God's fairness. It like the, the question of hell was honestly a big one for me for a while. Um, it felt unjust to me, all different kinds of things. Um, I just had questions where I was, I was, I was not at peace with different aspects of God's character. Cause I felt like they were, um, they didn't make sense. They weren't fair. Um, and I was reading through Romans and I believe it's Romans nine when it says, um, it has the clay and you're right to say to the potter, why have you made me this way? And it was so frustrating to me because it was that, that chapter just started to ask the questions that I had been feeling so deeply. Like it was saying like, so if God has made us this way, what right has he to like essentially punish us for that? Or like all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah, why, why? And then, <laughs> but it's just like, it doesn't answer the question. It just goes, but who are you like essentially to doubt God? Like, and that drove me crazy. Like mm-hmm. that made me so mad because I was like, you just literally saw the question that I was asking and then just ignored it. <laughs> um, but I was sitting on it for, for, a good couple of weeks. And I think in times of being able to meet with God regularly, I was seeing more God's hand in my story, the way that he had been faithful to me, that even when I'd forgotten him, he was always there when I would reach out to him. He was like, I would right. look out at even just cool things like in my career that I was able to do. I was like, these are all blessings to be able to do a remix for Crowder or, um, you know, to, to help, help Holby with his music and try to develop him as an artist, like, or uh, make beats for Tadashi, like all this cool stuff. Like these are all um, privileges. These are blessings. Like, um, and now that I'm trying to dig deeper in God, like he's there and he wants to be found. And like, I was just really amazed by his faithfulness and it made me able to approach that question of like, who are you a man to question God? Right. I was able to trust God's heart for me and his love for me and his care for me in a way to where I didn't feel like God owed me an explanation, but to where it was like, Hey, I'm doing what I'm doing. Like you didn't see me working all the past couple of years, but now that you sit back and you look at what I did, Mm -hmm. you see my hand. Like, so you can't even comprehend what I'm doing. Like, who are you to tell me what to do? Like I'm, I'm working on your benefit. I'm working for the ultimate good, not for just what you think is, needed or convenient so yeah anyway it was just like would you say it's kind of a was it kind of a doubt in a way that he was doing good good things in your life or that yeah yeah it was it was a lot of there was some personal questions that I had about his work in my life because there was also a season of like some loneliness when I first moved to Atlanta that was just tough and like I felt very alone in that. Um, I know one of your songs anyway. talks about you leaving your friends. Oh, what, what is that? Yeah. I had, I had friends. friends. Yeah. That's a deep one too. And yeah, you know, coming to Atlanta and leaving all of your friends. And I think your inspiration behind that song, when I, what I saw was that um, you made the song uh, 
feeling like that you left all your friends back at home Mm -hmm. and that you don't, didn't have kind of real ones where you, not that you didn't, but that. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was just, there's a practical aspect of when you move from where you were born and raised, you don't have those lifelong friendships in immediate proximity to you anymore. Um, And I had some really good friends who are still like some of my best friends that, you know, they still live in Ohio and I'm 11 hours down South in uh, Georgia. Um, So loneliness was kind of your, your struggle. Yeah. It was when I first moved, like um, especially like beginning of 2016, there was some, uh, some deep loneliness. Uh, Do you you feel like you still have those emotions or do you think it's kind of gotten better over time? No, I think that actually has gotten better. There's an aspect of that in particular that is just giving it time. Yeah. Uh, Give time to, you know, I I have four roommates right now and they're some of my best friends. Like um, allow God to work through the situation that you're in now. Like you don't have those old friends, but you have new friends and you have friends that you can meet through work. You have friends that you can meet through random social events and stuff like that. So um, I know, I feel like that's probably a pretty relevant thing, especially for people uh, like moving away, maybe going to a different college or people graduating from college and moving away for a job. Um, That's something that I definitely have felt on a deep level. And I don't think there's any like, well, there probably is like, I was pretty much a, I was a pretty big hermit when I first moved. I was like, I don't want to meet people. I was like, I don't, I I got so sick of meeting new people. And I was like, like I had this moment where I was like, how am I ever not going to be like lonely if I don't go out and do things that like right. meet people? Like yeah. That. So there's a practical level of that. If, if that's you, you're lonely, you know, <laughs> take a practical step, go, go do something with someone. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a real, it's a real emotion. I know it's, it's deep and it's uh, hard to get through, but uh, if you're patient, give it time, make the effort that you can on your end. I think it does. Um, mm-hmm. It works itself out eventually. Right. Yeah. I kind of feel as if I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum because mm. like I'm still at home, you know, and I see everyone else going off. Mm-hmm. And to me, I want to be going to those places and, and not necessarily yeah. doing the things that they're doing. Cause you know, you get on social media and everybody's doing stuff together and it's just like yeah. I'm at home in my community college. It's like, people don't, it's weird. We don't have anyone staying on campus. It's all, that's how mine was that's how mine was as well yeah yeah like i'm i'm one of the most outgoing persons people persons whatever uh, (laughs) (laughs) that that there is and like i i enjoy relationships and it's just like me i'm lonely because of where i'm at and yeah i deal with patience and just you know what i can now um and yeah but it, it this what you said um you know, just letting time happen and just, I think being okay with where you're at and finding the good things of where you're at. Um, oh, for sure. Cause we get so focused on the future that we yep. forget about the present and not to say that you shouldn't look to the future. Yeah. Don't, don't put so much emphasis on it. That's what I feel. Don't put so much emphasis on it that you forget of what you're doing at the very second that you have, you know? Yeah. No, even exactly. If, even if that's a day ahead, like what are you doing now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the moment you're in, try to find, you know, yeah. the good things where you're at. And yeah, don't be looking at the future more than you should. And also like, I think I was looking at the past too much. Mm. So you can definitely, you can definitely go wrong in either way. 
Right. Well, with that, I mean, is there some, I know in a song you were made for the light, is that more of mm-hmm. a talking to what's the point of view on that you were made yeah. for the light? Yeah. So actually that's, that's a very, that's a very deep one. So um, that was rooted in a personal experience. I was um, dating a girl who was wrestling with some um, just negative self image and uh, some eating disorders. And um, it, it, it breaks your heart to hear about people going through that, but it really breaks your heart when um, it's right in your face. Yeah. Um, And things like that, there's so much shame associated with them and so much stigma that it it often feels like you can't even talk about them if you're wrestling Mm -hmm. with them because it's just, it's a lot of baggage. And so, um, that song was the 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 line you were made for the light was just like it's so hard to see you struggle and go through all this darkness um because i know you were made for the light and it's like Mm -hmm. you're in darkness right now it's a dark season and it feels wrong that's because it is like it is like you were you weren't made for this you were made Mm -hmm. for the you were you were made for hope you were made for good times and it's like if, if we can wrestle through that shame and, and, and wrestle through, there's so much growth and so much like tough lessons that can be learned in seasons of darkness like that. Um, Would you say you've experienced some dark times through your walk with Christ? You know, oh, as yeah. far as like, I don't know. I, I've had some dealings with shame and dealings with uh, just, you know, me feeling awful for the things that I am. Yeah. And, you know, that song is an inspiration to me because like God didn't make us. And that's the thing. God didn't make us for the shame. He didn't make us for that. We were made for the light, but we choose, we choose whether what, whatever it is, we choose to cling to the darkness when God has the light there and you just have to focus on it. Exactly. You know, it's, it's deep, bro. Yeah. And I just like, especially like, both with the specific person that I wrote the song about and then just anybody dealing with darkness, like I just wanted to let them know, like I respect you for the struggle. Like, yeah, it's so good that you're struggling. Like you could just be giving in. you could be, you could be, you know, living in that and not wanting to change, but instead you are stepping up. You are doing the hard work. It is so hard. Like there's so much that comes with it, but like keep going. Like you are doing the right thing. And it's like, just yeah yeah it's it's Keep fighting yeah it's like i almost wanted to be a shout out to like i see you like you're doing yeah. hard work like keep going <laughs> yeah um, but as soon as we address shame and let god into it like we do shine a light on mm-hmm. shame it, it doesn't have that power like um whether it's addictions whether it's it's um like addictive behavior or like um different kinds of things that that weigh us down and make us feel like less of um you know a human or less of a Christian sometimes in our walk. But um, when we, when we open up about it, it takes the weight off. It lets other people in. It also lets other people relate to us. Cause a lot of times people are like, honestly, it might not look the exact same for me, but I know what you're saying. Like, I feel that like, that's me too. I'm also wrestling with similar things. So yeah, it's a yeah. call to the, the tough work of like letting it in. So, right. Yeah. Well, with all this said, and you can repeat whatever you you've, we've said already. Is there anything that you would emphasize to younger people, whether that be in their walk with Christ, whether that be walking with their passion, 
Like, what yeah. would you tell the younger generation if you had something to say from your experience? What would you say? Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like there's a million things that you could say. I think right now, just coming on the back end of this conversation, as far as just our walk with the Lord, I think honesty is crucial. Um, be honest with God. Um, be honest with yourself as far as where you're at. Be honest with other people so that they can help you. They can give insight. Um, and let that honesty be a, be a way to, to combat uh, shame as well. Like, I think there's a lot like, um, there's a lot that all of us are going through, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, I think there's a quote by Plato that's like, be kind to everyone you meet for everyone is facing an impossible challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, it is so true. Like we are all going through things. Um, but there is better, like there is so much better things get better. Um, growth is possible. Um, I know that I've been trapped in habits of sin that felt inevitable. Like I would Mm -hmm. never get rid of them, but it's like, um, there's so much that we learn through those struggles and God shapes us through pain, through struggle. Um, so be honest with where you're at. Try to chase after God's heart in, in tough situations, ask him what he's trying to teach you and really try to lean into hard things and don't run away from them. Cause that's where the, the good stuff is found. Um, so yeah. And then as far as, uh, as far as career and stuff, <laughs> like practical, uh, I mean, try to meet people who are in the same vein that you are, but also try to build some, uh, this is just my, my personal thing. The reason I'm so grateful for Holy is that we were able to build something and then other people came alongside us once they saw that, like he had built something, you know, Mm -hmm. um, don't just try to, uh, like insert yourself at the top of something that like, like build your own thing, like build your own thing. Um, just put there's that that ten thousand hours rule or whatever. Mm. Just put that time in. Yeah. Like for me, making beats like when I first moved to Atlanta, because I didn't have as many friends. Like I had so much time to work on stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that became a little unhealthy, maybe. But right. <laughs> it gave me so much time to really just make beats every day. I would go to work. I'll come back home. I'll make beats. I'll go to sleep. Like put the time in whatever it is beat and sleep (laughs) yeah that's it you know bro you know Uh but yeah yeah ten thousand hours yeah that's that's the key so well look i mean as far as me looking into your uh your career like i want to thank you for what you're doing thank Mm. you for the inspiration that you've been to um at least me and i know other people have as well Uh, i've been putting you on some people up here in meridian they Hey. Yeah. Hey, Meridian. Like that. <laughs> but um, man, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, just to sit down and talk about your journey and, and the stuff that uh, you just wanted to talk about. Like, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I believe there are a lot of younger you. people that are going to take inspiration from you. Uh, mm. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding. Keep putting in that 10,000 hours because that's hey, yes, to you and me. We're going to keep, oh, yeah. keep grinding. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, that's going to be the end of our podcast. I want to thank y'all for uh, listening in. Thank y'all for, uh, for tuning in and uh, listening to what we have to say. Remember, we have podcasts coming out every single Friday at 12 o'clock. Uh, we would love you to, I would love you, you know, 
for you to come join in every single week. It's going to be on every podcast listening platform on YouTube. Uh, follow me on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Uh, but we appreciate, uh, and I appreciate everything that you do, and I appreciate your support. Uh, thank you again, Zach. And, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah. Great time. And remember, live in the light while, while we're, we're young. young. Bang. <laughs> there it is.